This is the assumption that underlies how we think of work. Just working for the man to bring home the bacon.、Um, but do you buy the the Soros idea that,、uh, in effect, Zuckerberg has sold out to these entities, whether it's on health or politics,、um, that are going to bring home the bacon,、uh, but that are going to、uh, misinform and disinform a lot of people? Has he made that deal with the devil? It's not. You do all the child stuff, and I'll just show up and bring home the bacon. We both bring home the bacon, so at the end of the day, we want to eat, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, so we're making that BLT together. <laughs> G'day, guys, and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair incomozi, or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa, and enjoy Aussie English. Ah,、oh, alrighty. G'day, you mob. How's it going? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English, the number one podcast for anyone and anyone wanting for anyone and anyone for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. I'm your host Pete. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. It is a great place for you to level up your knowledge of Australian culture, Australian history, Australian news and current affairs, as well as Australian English and English more generally. If it is your second, third, fourth, hundredth time back. Welcome back again. Thank you so much for listening to me and you know bringing me into your life, into your lounge room, into your commute, your work commute. If you listen to me when you're on the train, the tram, in your car, wherever it is. So before we get into it, guys, if you want the transcripts, the downloads, and access to the premium podcast player, make sure that you sign up for the premium podcast membership. At aussieenglish.com.au/podcast. If you want access to all of the courses I create for these expression episodes, numerous other courses related to natural English expressions, interview episodes, and a great deal more, as well as three weekly speaking calls with Teacher Ian, make sure that you sign up for the Aussie English Academy, which you can find at aussieenglish.com.au/academy. But aside from that, guys, let's get into it. So I thought I should tell you a little bit about what I'm up to at the moment. I have, as of today, just decided to sign up for a keto diet application. So keto is short; it's I guess sort of slang for ketosis, which is when your body goes into a met- metabolic state where it's breaking down ketones as opposed to glucose. So that's kind of Complicated biological speak, but effectively ketones are fats that get broken down and can be converted into energy. But your body will usually prefer to break down glucose, whether that's because glucose is easier to break down or because if it builds up too much and you become hyperglycemic, it's it's dangerous for your body. But glucose is sugar, so. There are diets that you can go on where you have low sugar, low carbohydrates, low glucose diets, and I went on one in the past for about a year and lost a whole lot of weight. The only issue was that it was very hard to do anaerobic, 
no, what am I thinking? Maybe aerobic, aerobic sports, aerobic activities where you need to rely on the energy, the glucose stored up in your tissues, the glycogen. So anyway, I'm not doing any sports at the moment and I have definitely become a little cuddlier this year after, you know, having a child, staying at home, working from home, as well as COVID and all of that. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to try and get on a diet, change the way that I'm living and I'm one of those people who has to be pretty strict or nothing happens, right? I can't be that that kind of self-controlled person who can just say, you know what, I'll just have a piece of chocolate once a day. I tend to be able to do that for a few days, maybe a few weeks, but then I fall off the wagon and tend to just have at it, you know? It's um, open season on the cupboard in the kitchen and all of the food in there. So, anyway, I've signed up for a keto diet app and we'll see how that goes. But I thought that ties in with the expression today, bring home the bacon, because bacon is obviously a meat with a lot of fat in it. And so, people on the keto diet usually eat a lot of bacon. I mean, they don't have to. They can eat other meats that have fat on them, or they can even do vegetarian keto diets, but they need to rely on lots of fat. So, anyway, bring home the bacon is the expression today. I wonder if you guys have heard that before, to bring home the bacon. Obviously, I wanted to include a joke here at the start And I've actually got two. I've got two for you because I found two jokes related to bacon, related to pigs, related to pork, okay? So, here's the first joke. Why did the pig go to the kitchen? Why did the pig go to the kitchen? He felt like bacon. (laughs) He felt like bacon. Do you get it? He felt like baking, as in like baking food. You know, doesn't necessarily mean he was baking bacon, um, but he felt like bacon could also be that he felt like eating some bacon. So, that's the first joke. The next one is, why did the pig kill the farmer? Why did the pig kill the farmer? To save his own bacon. So, you may or may not know the expression to save your bacon, to save your own bacon, but this would be to save your life. And it ties in with the origin of this expression that we'll be talking about today, to bring home the bacon. We'll talk about that a little bit more, where bacon refers to the body or can refer to human flesh as well, you know, metaphorically in these kinds of expressions. But we'll talk about that in a bit. So, today's expression is to bring home the bacon, to bring home the bacon. Let's go through and define the different words in this expression. So, to bring something. Obviously, if you bring something somewhere, you take or go with something or someone to a place. So, I might bring my wife and son to my parents' house when I visit my parents. I might bring some food. I might bring some drinks. I might bring a book, you know, to show my parents to bring something. To bring something home is to obtain something and take it back to the house, your residence, the place that you live, obviously, right? That's your home. It's the place that you live, a house, apartment, you know, it could be a castle if you're really rich and lived in somewhere in, say, Europe, um, could be a cabin up on, the, on a farm somewhere, a wood, a log cabin, you know, they're pretty nice, but yeah, it's a home. And then bacon Literally here, bacon is cured meat that comes from the back or sides of a pig. So, it's a sort of form of pork, but when it's cured, it is sort of left to, well, I don't know how to 
explain the the process of letting meat kind of age so that it tastes differently or having it smoked or having other things added to it. That is when it is cured, right? As in cured, it's when it's, yeah, man, I have to look that up. What is the, um, let's have a look here. Definition to cure. Because I know that the normal one would be to relieve a person of a disease, right? To heal them. Okay, to cure something is to preserve meat, fish, tobacco, or an animal skin by salting, drying, or smoking it. So, there you go. If you cure meat, you're treating it with something like salt or smoke or you're drying it so that it is preserved. So, that can be the literal meaning of the word bacon, right? Preserved meat from a pig. But the figurative meaning of the word bacon in a lot of these sorts of expressions that use bacon is money or success, okay? So, in today's expression, to bring home the bacon is to bring home money or success, not necessarily cured meat. So, let's define the expression itself. If you bring home the bacon, you supply material support, right? You work hard, you earn money, and you supply that to your family or to yourself. It could also be that you achieve success by bringing home the bacon. But yeah, more often than not, it's talking about earning money, particularly for your family, and to be successful, especially financially successful, to bring home the bacon. Now, I looked into this because I was interested to see where did this originate from? And there is sort of a, a general myth, I think, that it comes from a story of the Dunmow Flitch. I'm not sure what that is, but from this tradition, which still takes place every four years in Great Dunmow, Dunmow, Dunmore could be, in Essex in the UK. And it's based on a story from a local couple who, in the year 1104, impressed the prior of Little Dunmore, Dunmow, I'm not sure how it's pronounced again, with their marital devotion to such an extent that he gave them a flitch of bacon. So, there we go. The Dunmow flitch is a side of bacon that was given to someone as a kind of reward. And as a result, there's been a continued ritual of couples demonstrating their devotion and winning a prize up to today, okay? But actually, when you look into the 17th century, Bacon has been used more as slang for a person's body and, by extension, his livelihood, his income, you know, the way that he can support his family. Thus, it's linked with other phrases associated with bacon, such as to save someone's bacon, the cold shoulder, and to chew the fat. However, the actual origin of the phrase to bring home the bacon is much more recent and comes from the 20th century in the United States of America, where it's believed to have come from a boxing fight between two gentlemen called Joe Gans and Oliver Nelson, who fought for the World Lightweight Championship on the 3rd of September in 1906. A New York newspaper called The Post Standard reported on the 4th of September that, quote, Joe, the eyes of the world are on you. Everybody says you ought to win. Peter Jackson will tell me the news and you bring home the bacon. Gans ended up actually winning the fight and the New York Times printed a story saying that he had replied by telegraph that he, quote, had not only the bacon but the gravy, which was a nice $6,000 check that he sent home to his mother. So, there you go. Let's go through some examples of how to use the expression to bring home the bacon. 
Example number one, imagine you're an immigrant who has arrived in Australia and like many of the people that I've met and who I know, many of my friends, whilst you're learning English, you need a basic job in order to earn a crust, to earn a living, to make some money. So, you become a cleaner or you start working at a cafe or a restaurant in the kitchen, you know, as a dishy, a dishwasher. Eventually, you work your butt off and you work really hard on your English skills and they skyrocket as a result. And finally, you get the job of your dreams where the wage is way better. You start making a bundle, you start raking in the dough, you start making a lot of money and earning a hell of a living. So, as a result, you've started to bring home the bacon. So, if you have a family at home and you support them all of a sudden with this new job where you're earning a lot more money, you're making a lot more moolah and more easily able to support them, they might say it's so good that dad or mum is finally bringing home the bacon. Example number two, imagine you're a young kid who's just graduated high school. And you're moving out of home, you want to go to uni somewhere and study something like law or economics. So, you've always been really interested in those fields, you know, you love studying that field of of research or that, that field of knowledge and you really want to excel and hopefully make it rich one day. So, you end up acing all of your exams and passing your degree with flying colours, you know, doing really well and you do so well that the best law firm in, say, Sydney instantly hires you after you graduate. You know, within a few days of your graduation, they snap you up and they give you a job. And within only five years, you end up becoming a partner in the firm. So, at this point, you're thinking, you know, now I'm starting to bring home the bacon. I'm making a bucket load of money. I'm really bringing home the bacon. Example number three, imagine that you love your game shows on TV, you know, you love watching shows like Wheel of Fortune, Deal or No Deal, you know, all these shows where people get up on stage on the TV and they play these weird games, sometimes, you know, where they get asked questions, you have to answer the question based on your knowledge or they might be sort of like uh, luck games and you can win a bunch of money. So, as a result, you know, you get on this show, you you work really hard, you get through the early rounds and you end up winning a heap of money and you bring home the bacon. So, your family's stoked, they're really chuffed, they're so happy and excited, they're so pleased that you're bringing home the bacon. So, there you go, guys. That is the expression to bring home the bacon. It is to supply, say, your family with material support, right? To work and earn money to bring home to your family. But it could also be to be successful, especially in financial terms. So, let's have a listen again to those examples that you heard at the start of this episode and see if you can now understand the context of how they were using the expression to bring home the bacon. This is the assumption that underlies how we think of work. Just working for the man to bring home the bacon. Um, But do you buy the the Soros idea that, uh, in effect, Zuckerberg has sold out to these entities, whether it's on health or politics, um, that are going to bring home the bacon, uh, but that are going to uh, misinform and disinform a lot of people? Has he made that deal with the devil? It's not. You do all the child stuff and I'll just show up and bring home the bacon. We both bring home the bacon. So, at the end of the day, we want to eat, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, so, we're making that BLT together. <laughs> 
All right, good job. So, now as usual, let's go through a little pronunciation exercise where you can work on your pronunciation, your rhythm, your intonation, your connected speech, everything like that. So, I'm going to go through a little word stacking pyramid where I add words to the expression. And then after that, I'm going to conjugate the expression in a series of sentences using the different pronouns in English. Okay, so you ready? Let's go. Two. To bring. To bring home. To bring home the. To bring home the bacon. 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 One day I'm going to bring home the bacon. One day you're going to bring home the bacon. One day he's going to bring home the bacon. One day she's going to bring home the bacon. One day we're going to bring home the bacon. One day they're going to bring home the bacon. One day it's going to bring home the bacon. Good job, guys. Good job. Remember to focus on things like connected speech. For instance, in that sentence, going to was contracted to just gonna, gonna, okay, gonna. And aside from that, don't forget to check out the Australian English Pronunciation course, which I am currently working away at adding a whole bunch of new uh, lessons and, and materials into that course to really help you advance your English, reduce your accent and improve your pronunciation so that you can communicate more effectively with other Australians, okay? So, that course will hopefully be out at the time that you're hearing this. Otherwise, stay tuned because it'll be released pretty soon, okay? Anyway, before we finish, I thought we could talk a little bit about pigs, specifically wild pigs in Australia. Pigs are one of Australia's most destructive feral species. So, you may not know that, but there are millions of pigs alive in Australia running around the countryside. They were brought here as early as 1770 on board Captain Cook's ship, the Endeavour, as he mapped the east coast of Australia. However, it's uncertain if he successfully introduced them onto the mainland of Australia or not. Though, in the following years, when he went over and mapped New Zealand... He did a similar thing and ended up releasing the wild boar into New Zealand, which is now called the wild cook boar. 
So, if pigs didn't arrive in 1770, they were definitely brought and introduced down under on the first fleet, which brought the first European colonists to Australia in 1788, just 18 years after Cook checked out the East Coast. They were brought alongside sheep and cows and other farm animals in order to feed the hungry bellies of the colony's convict workforce. However, the animals were initially in such low numbers, very few, if any, would have been eaten and served up on any plate, let alone a convict's plate. Many of them had different ideas and actually decided to take their chances and go bush and were never seen again. As a result... Today, Australia has a great deal of feral livestock species, including cows, goats, donkeys, horses, deer, and nearly one feral pig for every human being. There is a whopping 24 million of these feral animals estimated to be roaming the wilds of Australia. And in recent years, some evidence has been put forward to suggest that pigs may have actually arrived in Australia prior to European exploration or colonisation. There was a study in 2009 by a man named James Baldwin called Pre-Cookian Pigs in Australia, and the abstract reads as follows. The dingo, a distinctive variety of dog, is generally considered to have been the only domestic animal present in Australia when Captain James Cook explored the continent's eastern coast in 1770. Nevertheless, there is evidence to suggest that a variety of pig were introduced to Australia from neighbouring New Guinea, perhaps at a time prior to Cook's visit, and that a feral pig population existed on Queensland's Cape York Peninsula. Such evidence includes the carrying of pigs in the traditional Torres Strait trading system, the depiction of pigs in Aboriginal rock art of the Cape York Peninsula, the presence of a typically New Guinea parasite in the Cape York feral pig population, the fact that these Cape York pigs are today quite similar in physical size and appearance to the pigs of New Guinea, the presence of prominent longitudinal stripes on newly born piglets in both northeastern Australia and New Guinea, and finally, the existence of a New Guinea Torres Strait word for pig in the language of Aborigines living at Princess Charlotte Bay on the Cape York Peninsula. So, however pigs got here, and for however long they've been here, they've definitely been a huge issue. They cause massive problems for the Australian environment and economy alike today. Environmentally, they're a problem because they spread things like weeds, they degrade waterholes and wetlands, they cause soil erosion, they prey on a wide range of native Australian species, including small mammals, they've significantly affected marine turtle populations by eating their eggs, by predating their nests, and carrying a great deal of diseases that can also affect native and non-native wildlife. Economically, they're a burden because they damage almost all crops that are grown down under, from when they're sown to when they're harvested. They feed on seed, grain, fruit, vegetable crops, damage pasture by grazing and rooting, prey on lambs, and again carry diseases that affect farmers' livestock. Their only natural predator down under, besides humans, are wild dogs and potentially wedge-tailed eagles that might pick off a few feral piglets. Numbers of feral pigs are controlled using a range of different techniques that include trapping, poisoning, shooting and fencing. However, feral pigs are incredibly smart. They have a wide habitat range and diet and they breed like rats. Well, 
or pigs in this case. So they're likely to be a part of the Australian countryside for better or worse for many years to come. The worst part is that they're not even that good eating, to be honest. So anyway, guys, I hope you enjoy that episode for today. I hope you're safe. I hope you are sound and I will see you next time. Peace. G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to the Aussie English Podcast. If you'd like to boost your English whilst also supporting the podcast and allowing me to continue to bring you awesome content, please consider joining the Aussie English Academy at www.aussieenglish.com.au. You'll get unlimited access to the premium podcast as well as all of my advanced English courses and you'll also be able to join three weekly speaking calls with a real English teacher. Thanks so much, mate, and I'll see you soon. The clips used in today's episode came from the YouTube channels Braincraft, Cunny TV 75 and the Obama White House. If you'd like to check them out, they'll be in the show notes and the transcript.